0: Well, hi there, friend. Today's session is going to be really helpful for you if you're kind of hard on yourself. If maybe you notice that you don't talk very kindly to yourself all the time. Uh, hello, everyone? Yeah, it's kind of a thing. Many of us, myself included, really struggle to talk nicely to ourselves, like on the inside. We have a hard time encouraging ourselves when we're struggling or saying nice things, kind things, when we really need to hear them. And to be honest with you, I think As a therapist, it deeply affects our mental health. So today, let's talk about self-criticism, why we do it, the impact of treating ourselves this way, and of course, what we can do to shift and change it for the better. Stick around. This one's going to be helpful. Thanks for listening to Take Out Therapy, a podcast for people who are trying to be their best selves, but maybe need a little more information about it all. I'm Rebecca Hunter, a therapist and anxiety specialist, doling out the information, latest research, and of course, a little advice here and there. If you've got less than 20 minutes and a good sense of humor, you will find this discussion helpful. This isn't therapy. It's self-help at its finest. Let's get to work. Okay, so I'll just start this episode off by saying I used to be really hard on myself. I would do it both directly to myself and indirectly sometimes it would be a casual thought about my body like a mean casual thought you know what i mean and sometimes it would be just flat out name calling calling myself stupid or dumb or saying i deserved whatever had happened whether it was like getting dumped from a relationship or maybe just forgetting something. It was all kind of the same. You know, I blamed myself for my troubles and I really held myself there for a long time. Honestly, I think it majorly contributed to my anxiety problem. It just so happened that when I lightened the heck up on myself, I started to get some change going for my own mental health. And obviously, I'm not ridden with anxiety anymore, so something worked out. I see this a ton with my clients. When they start to notice how much they talk shit to themselves and take the steps to stop, it becomes incredibly helpful. It becomes a tipping point, actually. So there's a lot of ways that we criticize ourselves. I want to be clear on what I'm talking about here. I like to think of this concept as internal and external because self-criticism happens both inside and outside of us. We do a lot of talking to ourselves internally. Do you? I do. (laughs) It's circus in here. This isn't really words we say out loud but rather things we think to ourselves or about ourselves. Like when you look in the mirror, there may be some statements that get made that aren't always said out loud, you know? There's a lot of things we say to ourselves and think about ourselves that all stays inside of us. So those are some internal ways. That we're constantly being self-critical. And it's really easy to overlook this internal dialogue because it's like a record playing in the background of our lives. So it's not that easy to catch for a lot of people, which is super understandable. And I felt the same way in the beginning. It takes folks a while to even become aware of internal dialogue. And we're going to get into that. We also do a lot of things in our lives that are self-critical, and we can look for those externally. Like we say things to people out loud, like, oh, I would never be any good at that, or I'm a terrible artist, or I totally suck at that, I'm way too shy for that, whatever, things like that. We behave in a self-critical way sometimes, putting ourselves last, or letting other people walk all over us. Those self-criticisms are more behavior-oriented. Today, I'm going to focus mostly on how to change that internal dialogue, but I'd say maybe be willing to take a good look around at both internal and external self-criticism. It's funny when I ask about this in therapy. A lot of people say, no, I don't really criticize myself. And then when I go, ask, I ask them to, like, go out in your own life and pay attention and, like, come back to me and let me know, they typically come back a little bit disappointed <laughs> because they do say unkind things to themselves or they are really, really hard on themselves and and demanding and kind of rude when they actually could use some support or they really downplay their strengths in front of other people. There's a lot of different ways that we behave in a self-critical manner. So we just want to be open to the fact that it might pop up, even if it's something we think we've got it, you know, kind of in the bag, just saying this is sneaky stuff. So be on the lookout. Why oh why are we so unkind to ourselves, my friend? It is so hard to say, but I'm going to give you just a few reasons out of the hundreds of ideas I have about this subject. First, we always want to consider the past. And as usual, we don't have to stay there but we have to look there. Being aware of whether or not our role models, our caregivers, our parents, or self-critical people, or maybe just critical people, right? Can help us understand the root of this automatic dialogue. You see, when we consider the past, we understand then that our brain grew up in the house that we grew up in. And so it totally makes sense that if we were raised by people who criticize each other or themselves on the regular, then perhaps we would pick up on some of that, right? It was modeled to us. And while some people might turn that into being critical of other people, Generally, we start with ourselves. So while it's sometimes hard to think about all the ways in which our parents might have passed along some of their baggage, it's also really helpful. And I do want to encourage you to just kind of peek at it. They were just people with their own battle wounds. It helps to remember that. So coming from a critical household is a surefire setup for being self-critical. Okay, so there's deeper reasons for this sometimes. It's a cultural thing to be hard on each other. Like, welcome to society. Welcome to the world, right? And some of us, like, welcome to your family. It's a cultural thing to be hard on each other. So if you're someone who's busting out of some kind of a mold right? Or um, weren't as set up for success as other people, you might have been taught a tough love type of self coaching. Every family is really, really different. And it's not always ill intentioned the way our parents raised us, you know, like, maybe they were just trying to help us be tough. We learn, we, we learn through life in one way or another, that people just don't seem very nice to themselves. We just pick it up along the way. Or someone says something mean to us when we were a kid and we totally believe it. Sometimes we don't even believe it and we still operate with that belief somewhere buried deep. It's a wild ride, my friends. There are so many reasons that we are unkind to ourselves and critical of ourselves, But most importantly, there's an impact and we've got to (laughs) stop. I really feel that if people could be in a less self-critical relationship with themselves, we could alleviate a lot of our own suffering. You know, we cause a lot of our own suffering, right? Uh, Yeah. Listening to a self-critical dialogue all day feels bad, like emotionally exhausting and chaotic. And like we're always rolling a boulder uphill. It's the ultimate dialogue of negativity. Because even if we did something good, so many people criticize themselves anyway. Do you do this? It's just a wasted opportunity to be in a different relationship with ourselves. So if we can get away from this self critical judgment roller coaster, we can move towards acceptance, which would allow for us to make improvements rather than just complain about our shortfalls. Does that make sense? If we're talking personal growth here, and we are, if we can get rid of the self-critical record playing in the background, what could we fill that with? Love, compassion for ourselves, a little freaking understanding from ourselves that we did our best and it's enough? when is it enough anyway? That's a whole other episode, right? But at some point it has to be enough. Acceptance with oneself actually improves our performance and self-criticism holds us down and deeply impacts our mental health. If we're convinced we suck, then how exactly is that a mindset to improve or become inspired from? If we go into a job interviewing, uh, if we go into a job interview, right? And we tell ourselves, well, this is a stretch, but I'm going to do it anyway. Like it's, it's going to be a stretch. If that's what we're telling ourselves, then that's how it's going to be. Our shoulders might slump. We might answer questions really timidly, not confidently, not a great setup to land the job, right? The way we think of ourselves and talk to ourselves is so important, my friend, it affects how we carry ourselves out into that world. And it affects what we're capable of achieving. So let's flip this script. And we can get what we want in our lives. And we don't have to listen to a bunch of old tapes every day. Every moment of self-criticism is an opportunity to change the dialogue. Are you wondering how to do it? Okay, I'll teach you. Here we go. I'm going to break it down for you. If you want to change the dialogue, you have to hear the dialogue. So, of course, the first thing you have to do is pay attention to your thoughts. Uh, Yeah, that seems to be a lot easier said than done. We literally think all day long. Our thoughts become our soundtrack. So for some people, just paying attention to our thoughts is a stretch, And that's super appropriate place to start. It can be a stretch. I can typically set an intention like I'm going to go, I'm going to watch for self-criticism and then I'll notice it when it happens. But I'm a trained professional, (laughs) right? Actually, I practice a lot of mindfulness and have for a long time. So I've gotten pretty adept at watching for themes when I place my attention there for a while. But I also have times where I set an intention for a specific pattern to watch for and by the end of the week i literally forget what i was even watching for so you've got to have kind of a solid plan to listen for this self-talk okay maybe pick out some times of day where you can reflect on your thoughts or you can ask other people for feedback on your self-criticism did they notice it when and where that might be really helpful to get you started with the noticing part if that's a struggle for you. So first step is to notice. The second step after we notice is to stop, like halt, baby, stop right there and apologize gently to yourself for the criticism. I just say like, whoops, sorry, friend, that's what I say. I'm very laid back, I have a good sense of humor, I don't take myself too seriously anymore. This is a really important step because there's got to be some sort of acknowledgement of what happened, of the thought, to break the cycle. These patterns are so deeply ingrained into our routine that we've got to do new tricks to interrupt it. So for me, a sweet and simple apology is really enough to regroup. A couple other ideas of things to say to yourself here or like I didn't mean that. Or that's not true, friend. And these are things that I've used through the years as well. Once we notice and once we acknowledge with a kind apology to ourselves (laughs) for our rudeness, then it's time for the next step, which is to pivot, shift, change the dialogue. What just happened that made you criticize yourself? And did you get something wrong at work? Are you just feeling like you can't manage it all? Saying rude things to yourself about your habits, your diet, or your role in relationships? Okay, fine. But criticism isn't gonna make a positive impact. So right here is the place to change that channel. And this happens differently for different folks. Sometimes we can examine the actual evidence? Are we actually a fail? Or are we maybe just being hard on ourselves? Do we really believe the dialogue we're telling ourselves? And can we confront it a bit? Is it okay to make mistakes? We really need to get in here and be confrontational with ourselves, my friend, in a nice way, of course. This is personal growth work. We're being confrontational with ourselves. We can't just like believe everything we think. That is not going to (laughs) work. So be willing to examine the evidence for your self-critical thoughts and challenge it. The other option here is to go neutral. Neutral? Whatever in the world do you mean? Yes, this is a popular technique to get some distance from negative or harmful. Just go neutral. Does it really matter what your opinion of yourself is. Does that make a difference? Does your self-criticism have to be there to fuel you onward? No. What is it you just tried for neutral? Like, it's okay. It's neither good nor bad. I am neither good nor bad. I'm just okay. Just me, work in progress, imperfect, Ain't that the truth? If we can move ourselves to neutral when we find self-criticism, we can work from there. The brain really likes to categorize literally everything into good or bad boxes, but not everything is good or bad, right? So we can practice just letting things be as they are sometimes. No criticism needed. The goal, my friend, it's acceptance. Acceptance that we're just fine as we are Acceptance that our opinion sometimes keeps us stuck and our acceptance that life is hard. And we certainly are entitled to a bit of struggle. When we can come into acceptance of ourselves, we can really change the dialogue and ditch the criticism. So my last tip for you, if you'd like to get rid of some of that nasty, unkind internal dialogue is to lean towards acceptance boldly. Insert statements to support that idea when you're struggling. I accept myself as I am is a nice thing to insert into your inner dialogue every now and again, right? Acceptance of ourselves as deeply flawed and always getting better, always getting bolder, wiser, and better at navigating life can be really helpful in diminishing self-critical talk. Give it a whirl. So, Just to quickly review, you're gonna keep an ear out for any and all self-critical dialogue, whether it be inside of you or outside of you, whether it's a simple statement that runs through your head or maybe it's something you find yourself saying out loud to other people. You have a lovely opportunity right there for growth. First, notice, then just stop. Mid-sentence is cool and apologize to your sweet, sweet self for those harsh words then it's time to change the channel. You can either say something nice or go for neutral. And in the end, what I hope is that a little self-acceptance and maybe, maybe even a little bit of love will come forth for you to hold on to. Because life is really stressful and hard, and it's easy to get into some negative self-habits. But hopefully some of these tips will help you reduce it or maybe even banish it for good. When we're in a kind and loving relationship with ourselves, we can feel better, my friend. People who deal with depression, anxiety, burnout, they often have a background habit of self-criticism that's keeping them stuck. They got that record playing loud. So let's get moving, friend, onward to a more loving and kind existence. That's what I hope for us both. A couple of announcements today. Yes, my program Back to Calm is opening in October for anyone that really wants to do a deeper dive into some of this stuff. We go way into the importance of internal dialogue when we're combating overwhelm or anxiety. You can get on my waiting list for that on my website. I'll put the link in the show notes. And my next announcement is that in a few weeks, actually at the end of this month, I'm gonna blitz you all with some video sessions. (laughs) How about a little stress relief friend? Starting on the 28th of September, I'm gonna be doing stress relief week where I'm gonna walk you through a process of finding your baseline, your calm, peaceful baseline and staying there. I will outline the basic skills needed to get out of the stress, overwhelm and anxiety cycle. A lot of people are super stressed right now, understandably. And what I want to do is help as much as I possibly can. So you can sign up for Stress Relief Week on my website, and then you'll get emails when the videos pop up. I send out weekly-ish emails when I publish the podcast too. So get on my list if you're not already. That's the best way to find out what I'm up to as I continue the quest to help us all stay emotionally regulated, at peace, and balanced in our lives. All we can do is keep trying, friend. I'll be right here beside you doing the work. Thanks for listening. Okay. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Here's the deal. I'd like to get rid of some of the stigma around mental health, and this is how I'm doing it. You can join me by leaving a review, sending an episode along to a struggling friend, or even subscribing. Any of those choices would be so exciting, my friend, because then you and I, we would be helping more people. Let's do that. If you want to work with me, visit me at RebeccaHunterMSW.com, and you can see all the fun things I'm up to. Don't forget, I'm an anxiety specialist, so if that's your jam, it's my jam too. Way to show up today.